power was out, the internet was out, and then I was like, but it's not out everywhere. <laughs> so let me MacGyver myself check, a nice check Instagram for Jared's foot. life updates on how he's rerouting power in yeah. his home. Just like the Millennium Falcon, sometimes you have to take it from other places. Okay, we had, we had Chuck for one episode. Now he's out. Yeah, know? he's all. I'm gonna be here. He's. I will be here, <laughs> except for I'm not gonna except be for, here. Hey, surprise! By the way, guys, tomorrow I'm not in town. So, <laughs> so as per our agreement, can't honor. We it right have now. no agreement. We're gonna get it back next week. So yeah, here we are. In terms of money, there is no money. We have no money. So we're in square one. And uh, what do we want to talk about today? the cat and cloud coffee podcast i feel like you should talk about how excited you are and what you might be doing up north maybe not i don't know I mean, oh yeah no dude maybe not anyway. i'm actually excited for a lot of things yeah there's plenty to be excited about there's so much to be excited about totally 2024 man. we just booked travel to sca for chicago uh, yeah i need that that's one. pretty exciting i haven't gone into this will be like dude has it been three years four years maybe I, last time I went was prior to the pandemic. Seriously? So to the, yeah, bro. Damn. I know. Oh, because we had pre-pandemic, then the years when <clears throat> it just didn't happen. I went pre-pandemic. Or it did happen and it, nobody went. Yeah, I went pre-pandemic. They had it during pandemic. They had it the year after. Whatever happened. All that to say, 2020, 2021, 2022, I haven't been there. Wait. Whatever. We're going into 2024 and I'm going to be there. <laughs> so... I haven't seen a lot of people in a long time, and yep. I need it. I've already talked about that on another podcast. I'm excited we've booked it. Chicago, get ready. I keep chance. In, holler at me. In my mind, SCA happens at the end of the year, but it happens at the beginning of the year. Always the beginning of April. And every time at the beginning of the year, I'm just like, oh, it'd be cool to throw some sort of event or do something or get a gathering together, and then I get some sort of rude awakening that it's happening in a month and a half. Yeah, it's like, there it is. And I'm just like, oh, great. It's happening in a month and a half. Mm-hmm. So, and then we go just gonna be a guilty bystander <laughs> just go make the people we'll feel good way to participate somehow i'd be stoked to play coffee somewhere a little bit and dial in an espresso for somebody probably with steven yeah, at our pressure sure. i mean always that's he's like, got the tools that's a good place to be it really is that that's a hundred percent a good place to be yeah i'm looking forward to seeing the fine city of chicago of which i've never been and experience some of its culinary arts i've only been once People speak highly of it. Everybody I know, actually. I had a question this morning that I wanted to ask you, and now it is completely escaping me. We're, Damn. Off, we're off to just like a rocky start on this podcast here. Let me check my notes. I, I didn't like, bring any, you know? I was like, I want to pick. Oh, yeah. Okay. That was easy. I completely remember what it Good, was. Good, man. Yes. Pick okay. It. So, in terms of the overall retail experience. Yeah. At Cat and Cloud, we do a great job. Cool, but we have so much more runway to do better. Uh -huh. So if you, if we were going to talk right now, I'm like kind of curious to know what are your top five to ten things that you think we could do better? Like, like if you could push a button and like, oh, do 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 do, we're doing these things at a much higher level. Or yeah. what are some of the biggest opportunities? I guess in um, in retail overall. Yeah. Okay uh in in no particular order so we'll kind of stream of consciousness it uh i think a really simple win for us that i think anybody also could grab onto is more of a accessible fun and pretty cheat sheet that would allow people to reference the coffees we have on site 
and a little bit of fun information about them so that we don't have to put as much pressure on team members to have as much of it memorized. We could have them memorize some main points, but they could always be like, anybody asked about any coffee, you could pull up a, a really pretty one sheet in front of you and be like, oh yeah, like I really like this one. Let's talk a little bit about, more about it. And it's, there was an opportunity to like get some quick something, something. So that's one thing mm -hmm. it leads to some really great opportunity for guest interaction in a less, uh, stressful environment for both parties so that'd be really fun got it so i'm gonna file that under coffee cheat sheet yep and then i'm gonna make sheet. a note um that is what is it um is that to, a long-term to do well no I'm, I'm thinking so that's a great idea and then it would also be awesome if everybody did know what like, the exhaustive yeah. list about the coffee yeah right yeah, totally i think uh, well there's some sort of middle ground right so uh, again, if you're, if you're hearing stream of consciousness, like that's a building block that says, okay, I am now able to, in a easy way, every single day, look at something pretty and accessible to learn more about this. This is also almost exactly where I left off the other day when I was reading unreasonable hospitality, um, homeboys taking over the restaurant what's it called 11, 11 Madison, Madison Park, Park. Mm -hmm. and they're having this kind of not battle but there's two different camps that work in the restaurant there's mm -hmm. the old guard and then there's the new guard which is the old guards less fine dining the new guard is more fine dining mm -hmm. and the way they have the whole thing set up is like everyone's pulling in a in a different direction which it's almost like watching it's almost like watching the bear yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's totally. really it's really interesting. I'm, I'm sure that some... oh it has to yeah, be. Totally. It's, it's got to be completely inspired by yep. something like that. Um but he was talking about how they like some of his big work is getting everybody on the same page and there's mm -hmm. these little things that happen like one of one of the servers came up to him and or he noticed it at um what do they call the the dinner the d the, what's the meal before service oh the family meal family meal yeah. yeah someone was noticeably stressed out at the family meal and he's like hey what's up and he's like dude he just like hands over this humongous packet and mm -hmm. it's all wines with mm -hmm. just insane descriptions he's like i just don't think i'm gonna be able to, yeah, mem gonna to this? memorize totally. this like i can't fit all this in my head mm -hmm. and they were changing wines up a lot because they were a small restaurant mm -hmm. so they're really this story, yeah. flexible and he's like, huh. And he looks at it and he's, you know, like, I'm not actually sure I'd be able to memorize mm -hmm. this either. Mm -hmm. And they just started with the foundation. Okay, right. cool. Let's, Main let's points. like trim this thing back. Like, what are the key essentials? Mm -hmm. You know, it's grown here by this person. Here's the variety of grape. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there's like five key things that everyone can tap into. Like right. establishing that base before they go out and do this whole crazy thing. Exactly. Of like, cool. Like. Because, and I, I like that he acknowledges that both stories are important, you know. But Absolutely. If you, if, but if you don't know the foundation, like, you're never going to get to and the higher level story. Yeah, yeah. And, just, and you be stressed and you feel like, the thing is, is if, as a person working there, the person being stressed, right? They're like, dude, I'm not going to do a good enough job. And the person clearly wants to or else they wouldn't be stressed. Right. And right? yes, exactly. And the so you, anxiety of that big, crazy, exhaustive menu doesn't help you do a, a good not. job. Right. 
And yeah, so, so okay, cool. That, that's one. That's, that's one thing, that's and that, one there's thing. a lot of depth you could dive into where you could go from there, and all that to say. But yeah, to to both of our points is that's one thing. Um, <clears throat> I would if snap of the fingers, right? I'd have I'd have the grind by weight grinders that work well and quickly, the the faster versions all around. Um, and that's that's pretty simple, but that comes down more to a couple I mean that comes down to our ability to to curate the recipes in such a way where the team members don't have a lot of need to stress again about that they're able to play in that window they're going to get really good at not wasting coffee they're going to have you know operations are are streamlined a smidge more in that capacity so then that is I'm I'm going in for like root cause so that's like quicker guest service times it's be- it's better yeah i mean it's guest service times but it's also waste and product management in terms of being like um, it's, it's better accuracy it's, it's, yeah exactly it's being re- it's like being responsible and respecting our product on a whole yeah i mean it's greater accuracy we're we're leaning into a higher level of uh precision and efficiency Quicker guest service times. Better. And then honestly, say, it's going to be easier to keep consistent. the quality better. Like, right? If you know we are getting 19.1 grams each dose, then you know what I'm saying? Like, when we know we're able to curate from the top down, call it head chef wise. But if we're in the lab and we're like, damn, this is the coffee that tastes perfect, whatever, in this 0.2 to 3 gram range, and we know we're going to get that every single time, that's awesome. Right, so that that's one that's a thing that affects a few different levels, but it's a simpler one. Still great. Uh, I would have way better menus and signage across the board. We're talking all sorts of places. We're talking, and and in whimsical fun ways. We're talking. What about lineups, pickups? Yeah, condo stands, menus, like communication stuff. And it would all be branded in an interesting and fun way. Yep. That one doesn't get to go on my list because you're already working on that one. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> we would have more fun and whimsical expressions through our restrooms <laughs> in general. We'd have speakers in there. We'd figure out the smell thing as in general. We would have it – w- it would be another place – to experience to get a little experience in cat and cloud i always liked i think having some form of speaker and if we could even set it up to be different and it could like play our podcast in there or something yeah we talked about that before because yeah my favorite bathroom experience was at that place in san diego and the name escapes me but they play a voiceover of all of their negative yelp reviews yeah so you're going to the bathroom and you hear people complaining that they don't have ketchup or you hear people complaining that their restaurant's too noisy. Yeah. It, I thought that was a really cool way to lean into people poking fun at them. They're like, hey, this is awesome. Yeah. And then we talked about that before. Like, what if we could play the podcast in the bathroom? So you get to hear me and you just talking while, while you're dropping a doo Having a doo-doo. <laughs> like, Let me pull up the other fun list. Uh, I think it would be really... I mean, a lot of the little designy things. Well, what about focused on people? Like and our like our team like people guests you mean yeah because yeah so because with the with the bathroom and the menus yeah that's a almost well it doesn't have to be leadership driven initiative but that's an initiative that is like a almost like a black and white thing 
Sure. Where it's like, if you decide to do it, like if we decide to create a new menu or if we decide to put a speaker in the bathroom and play something there or dress up the bathroom a little bit more, it's A plus B equals C. We can, you know, set a timeline and a deadline on it and it'll happen. Versus something like, um, so the thing that, that bugs me more than anything in almost every cafe is wait times in line. Like I get completely mm-hmm. frustrated no, by, totally. by wait times in line. We would, and I see yeah. opportunities where ourselves included. It's like we can manage the guest experience to still make it amazing when someone's giving their order and move the line a lot faster than we mm-hmm. do. And we're, I mean, streamlining that whole process is maybe a project in and of itself. When it comes down to like, how could we simplify and optimize the POS system we have, or switch it? I mean. But that's. Uh, I don't even think it's just the POS, though. I think it's like no, looking it at. It's part of it. It's yeah. how do you how do you move a conversation forward while still making people feel like they're totally. cared for? How do you? Yeah. How do you cut it off? How do you cut it off? It how do you? Yeah. How do you I'm take totally that you. order expeditiously, if that's even a word, and still make the people feel super stoked? Because as cool as it is to have some sort of bigger drawn out. Actually, I don't even think it's cool to have a bigger drawn out conversation at the register. It's like people don't need two extra minutes of our time when they're also trying to get coffee because there's other people that they can interact with mm-hmm. in the space, like whether it's the barista, um, a floater, whatever, sure. or each other. Yeah. So. I hear you. I think, uh, I think that one's a mix of like the art of the time and ability to like consistently check in and train through that stuff. Yeah. As well as looking at, yeah, where are the little potential bottlenecks that slow us up or little things that... I agree with you on the POS too, by uh, the well, way. Well, yeah, 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 totally. I mean, but that <clears throat> that's always, that takes like a reworking of something you used forever and or a switching and that stuff is always an undertaking. <laughs> that can take a while. Yeah. And uh, it just, it plays with how you do everything. Uh, I mean, what would we do other than those things? I mean, it's all, there's so many, it's all, there's so many soft skills to train over time. Improving our guest experience. I think about it, right? How do you, what do they look for? And what makes the experience better? So, I mean, there's, there's the need for engagement from our team all over the place. And that comes down to, right, better product knowledge. So the cheat sheet's one portion of that, but where can you seek to find answers to solutions right if uh you have okay yeah like being able to utilize the line buster pos in a fun and exciting way to move through some of Mm -hmm. these things to even queue up a line would be great honestly dude even getting better at just making sure people know where to stand i mean the pandemic made it so that four people in line looks like a line out the door sometimes you know like we got to get over this we got to move different it's true i know like a part of me wants to get straight up queue. I'm not serious, but sort of serious, like straight up like Disneyland queues and make people weave back and forth so that they don't just like spread out to the door and it makes it feel, you know, like you couple all these things together and it's like, if everybody just took two steps closer to each other, four people in line is not as intimidating looking as it could be. And some of these small spaces, four people is out the door, like Portola. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't have to be, it used to be, it used to be seven, eight, nine, 
people before you're out the door. Yeah. It's like, so just stuff like that comes. What are the like psychological perceptions of what's happening and how do we change that? And that's, that's a lot of where my mind thinks about it, right? That's a, the bathroom isn't that. And it is that the, the grinders and the ability to be really consistent is that, you know, like there's a consistency and there's a speed, there's this whole thing, the potential POS, the, how people line up, how they read the menus. Uh, man, if we could figure out a way to have merchandising, like have clear and concise pricing and an understanding so that people can can self-drive as much as possible. Um, links to find out more if they want to with their phones so that they can, on their own time while they're in our cafes, learn all about us in some sort of natural find us sort of way, which we, we consistently work towards these things, but I think that's huge. I mean, we have added talkers and things that are great you know this is our wi-fi password i can see it right over there on this thing you don't have to get lost so those are the experiences that i don't feel weird if we with design like with design assuming design can make it not feel over the top like i don't feel weird showing people things in multiple places if we could find a way to design it i'd like our menus to be literally like in a fun way like in the floor like some story about our mission like or something about who we are whimsically like written on or colored into the walls or somewhere you know i want people to be able to Mm -hmm. grab parts of who we are and you know i've seen that i saw mcconnell's do something like that i've seen a bunch of companies do things like that yeah and i like i wish that there was places for that to just kind of like be in all of our cafes little just tidbits that make you go like oh that's interesting or that's cool or that's fun um but that doesn't necessarily answer, it answers the generalized concept of experience, but like if I could snap my fingers, we would have, man, we'd have uh, the ability for a specific cleaning crew actually would be awesome to like make sure everything stays buttery and perfect feeling all the time. And that we would like do portions of resetting that, but it wouldn't be, you know, it would, it would be. It'd be so sick to have just like a nighttime cleaning. You're talking about dreamless, man. If there was a nighttime crew that came in and in some capacity, nighttime person or two, that just like made everything perfect every night. Didn't they have that at Dune for a while? They did have a, yeah. I mean, like I got one of some of those for us at Verve too. They'd come like a couple times a month and do like a thing. Yeah. 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 If we had small little video access to like the exact things that we've, leaned into and all the skill sets even if we still need to teach them to be able to just have video references of this is this is like the pinnacle of how we wanted to express whatever so that as we move forward we could attach people to get good at those things with us and then they're in like integrate that training more you know there's still a lot that's um we've done such a good job but there's still so much in terms of taking a list and turning it into a train, you know, like an understanding of what it looks like and feels like to, I mean, express it to your point. If there's a little video of four or five different ways to move a a conversation along at the register, right? it doesn't mean somebody understands that, but it means that our leadership can consistently re-reference it and we can make it a priority. So that's kind of where, that's like where I was thinking this list might go. Yeah, your list went in a different direction than where I thought it was going to go. Well, there's an endless list in that place that I can't even start on. It's like less people focused and more like thing focused. Yeah, which you know the things that impact the people when they come in give them space to, in my mind, focus on. It's more like hard, like okay, cool, like you know, it's a lot of design. Yeah, and yeah, experience elements. Yeah, yeah, which 
seem doable because I was kind of more thinking of the other the other side of it. That whole thing? Yeah. <laughs> the whole project in and of itself to just do, which I'm down, but yeah. Yeah. Well, because here's, here's what I'm kind of struggling with. And actually, I don't even want to talk about this yet because I'm still stewing on it, but we'll talk about it afterwards. Mm. I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way like to create those things that we need. You know what I mean? In terms of you're saying like if there were these four videos or if they were these five videos or if there was this video bank, um, I'm brainstorming some ideas on on how to make that happen. Mm-hmm. So was like trying to get your perspective because I have my own list of like what are the most important things? Like if mm-hmm. we were going to start doing that, what are the first five ones we would want to make? The sure. first five things to create. Um Right. What are the main points and how do you practice them? Yeah. And then how do you like see them modeled? Did I sent you that video of the, I think it was like a hometown buffet guy and they were trying to teach him how to Oh, engage. I've seen that before. Yeah. yeah so funny. That thing's awesome. And to, yeah. And it's like all those old trainings are, are pretty smart. I think they're pretty in, I mean, they're funny and obviously cheese ball, but they're going in a pretty powerful direction. And I think we don't do that enough. Well, I think, and also I, I imagine that they would just put those in for somebody and be like, now just copy it and you're done and not have any enforcement on the other side of it and training. But it is. Yeah. If anybody hasn't seen the video, it's got to be from what, 1989 or something like that. Sure, It's a it's dude with a, a yeah. pretty sick mullet. Like maybe it's early nineties, maybe, but he's working the register or no, he's working the, like the buffet the station cutter, at yeah. hometown. Buffet. Oh yeah. He's chopping the meat, he's chopping and the roast beef and all that. It's Damn. a tutorial on how to engage with your guests and like have some small casual conversation with them. Yeah. He's got these few taglines. What was the one he said? Have you tried the lasagna? Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, but they even have one where he, he pretty like crazy weather out there. Yeah, huh? Pretty crazy weather. <laughs> Try to engage them in a personal way. <laughs> exactly. To the kids. <laughs> have you tried the lasagna? Have you tried but even the down lasagna? to if they want it, like if they want it thick cut and we don't, you know, offer that portion or you, you try to get them. He's like, yeah, that's a great way to have it. It's best prepared with a thin slice for juiciness, but I can cut it like that if you want. May I suggest the other way, though? <laughs> it, was, it was like, so something to that effect. And I was like, hey, you're even, you know, like it's trying to uphold a standard without making somebody feel lame and whatever the case may be. Yeah. All that to say, um, yeah, those things are, they really are powerful and can be powerful. I think the problem in the past is you would have those videos and there'd be such a separation between like what the culture actually wanted it to be and what the culture is that they wouldn't land, right? It'd be like everybody'd make fun of them or laugh at them and then maybe so, somewhat use them. But I remember seeing them at Jack in the Box. And I was like, cool, I'm going to do this stuff. I'm not going to pay too much attention to, you know, like I'm doing it because it's my job and then the manager is going to make me feel horrible if I don't, whatever, do this, that, and the other. But if it was a place where you were kind of referencing something, you'd be like, oh, cool, yeah, I'm going to try to take that skill set and like mimic it in my own way, it could be really helpful. I think the problem that those old school trainings have, because we had those at McDonald's too. Right. The hometown buffet one's actually decent in that it explains a little bit, you know, why you would want to do that thing. Sure. But they're mostly rooted in the what. So mm-hmm. it's what do you do? Okay. You say this line or you say that line. Here's right. some examples. And it's the same thing you get when you go to the hardware store and they have the same greeting. I go to Ace and they have the same greeting when I walk in the door. Everybody says the exact same thing. And it's where all the fun begins. When I leave, everybody says the exact same thing. And right. 
they're they're missing a bigger picture of why but they're they're also missing some sort of inspiration because the best guest service is going to be given by someone who is ideally both but either genuinely excited about the product that they're serving mm-hmm. or and and or genuinely is understands how their interaction impacts the days and the feelings that other people have mm-hmm. like if you can tap into either one of those two things then you're set up to do it in a really authentic way and have right. and have some fun with it and that's when it goes beyond lines mm-hmm. you know so let's take something like Wilson Morales, uh, coffee farmer who we work with. We buy a lot of his coffee. Best Friends Club. Best Friends Club member. There's a bunch of different stories you could tell about him, mm-hmm. right? And if someone at the concierge station is genuinely excited about that, they can meet someone where they're at and just not say, like, have you tried the Wilson Morales? It's right. coffee from Honduras. They're like, oh, you're looking for coffee? Oh, cool. Just like the Best Friends Club stuff's where it's at. Wilson Morales, oh, dude. Right. Dude's an arborist, works for the tree service, does this stuff. Right. It's a passion project for him. And da 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 da. Like, you know, you could go a bunch of different directions for it and kind of cater to that guest and mm-hmm. speak in an authentic way without a script because you, you know and you're excited about it and you've connected with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, like, that's that's the that's the way like that deeply engaged work and Mm -hmm. i think if you can if you build that connection then then you're winning and that's that's where those 80s things are kind of missing the fundamentals are good but they're missing that big connective tissue well i think we've done a lot of work too because our what is the mission right what we do every day is actually trying to achieve the mission so if we can paint pictures around these also what's which is or or the things that we do operationally every single day you kind of have to do we make coffee we do this thing you know we clean we do if we can start bridging the gap and call it a video because that's what we're talking about right now of like okay like here's what we do here's some ways we could express it our mission through this process and in the perfect world be able to play values game with that too you know if we're able to paint those pictures Man, that's awesome, right? That gives you the connection point that you are missing in those other 80s videos, potentially. And that wasn't, I don't think, I don't think in the 80s that was a big important factor in the work. You didn't, you know, people needed to work at the time, so you got the job. And I I was listening to, you know, I listened to Lee Cockrell here and there talking. He was just like, he's like, could you imagine? He's all, anybody who's old enough, could you imagine coming to your boss in like the 60s, 70s, and 80s with an idea? He's all, they were dragons. You were not allowed to give any sort of feedback to the organization you are not allowed to have any opinions like that does not fly it flies now and it's really good you need to be able to adapt and evolve and and learn from your people and you know like have good relationships in your companies he's all but and if you're not you know like you're going to get left behind and that's that's kind of like his thing is he's been able to consistently evolve over the years but he's like that was not allowed back then like it was not stood for and there was no protections for you in that way. So, I mean, that's one part of it is being able to to even have an expression and understanding. People didn't care. They weren't a lot. They weren't. They didn't feel like they were allowed to care so much about the why. And then they found their couple lucky jobs, maybe where they were allowed to be that way. But nowadays, there's so much of that opportunity. There's also the opportunity to lean into the fun, which and the whimsy of like having something that you do that matters. And that's where the art of like leadership meets 
the art of like what you design to be fun. So, that, you know, it's like the magic castle. You can go sit by the pool and they have a phone. And that only thing you can do on that phone is order ice cream. You can own like there's phones at every single like whatever by the and it's like you can only order ice cream Sundays for delivery by the pool. That's all the whole point is. It's funny. Right. And it's like, what is what are some of the fun, whimsical things that that's a little bit experience wise something it's like yeah that, to answer a part of your question thing, right yeah yeah but it all well it is but it's also not it's also an engagement portion for our, the team that is specific to something fun and that is i mean what is it around that's that's around joy and whimsy like it's a hospitality thing there potentially you could like get into that but it's an energy builder in my mind and that kind of stuff goes a really really long way so that that's where a lot of these things that I think about that are aesthetic and experience building, they're also the things that make you feel I well that make me feel like I'm doing something kind of like, ooh, that's well that's right. special and unique. Because there is special and unique in what we do every day and our mission values, the hospitality that our team delivers, the connections, like that is super cool. And but it is also kind of like you get it back, but you maybe don't get it back sometimes as much as you give it. And so these are places where you kind of like get to give it and get it back at the same time, in my opinion. And it's really fun. I think the difference is, hmm. well, I think the key is to be really clear about what people's opportunity is at work. Sure. And at some places, it's a little more obvious than others. Right. It's more obvious at a place like Disneyland that, People are on vacation. They're there to have a great time. They fully expect to have their mind blown, and it's just like hundred mm-hmm. percent fun time. It's it's sure. probably easier to make that connection than to make the connection that we're trying to make, which is most of your life is spent doing what we would cons- most people consider mundane things. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they're mundane at all. There's so much magic to be had in each one of these connection points. Something as simple as going to the coffee shop in the morning sets up mm-hmm. your day to be either amazing or not. Sure. That picture's not painted so clearly most places. That's when true. you understand that, when you understand what it means to people to have this shop where they feel seen, valued, taken care of, they view everyone behind the counter as professionals and not mm-hmm. just dumb kids doing work because they can't get another job, like that yeah. changes the whole game. That's facts. And I think within the grind of the day to day, you know, people it's it's almost part of it is part of our job to remind people of that to let people know because it's not as blatant as this is a phone just for ice cream yeah you know yeah which we could also do before it's like this is a phone for a direct line you can order weird rare coffees from the roastery it'd be so (laughs) fun to have something ridiculous something ridiculous like that you know um i want something like that and I, I think that's that's kind of that's that missing link. That's that that's that missing link. I mean, it really is. It, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, you it know was what just I mean. The perfect trail off. You're like, it's, it's just like when the deep <laughs> thought over life there. finds a way. <laughs> Dude, grass prevails. Well, I mean, it's tricky because it's not even tricky. It's interesting because fundamentally, it's simple, right? Show people sure. why their work matters and. If they want to do the work, they can be deeply engaged and get a lot of joy out of it. Maybe also but, to add to that, show them how to see the markers of that portion. Some people can't see it. Know what I'm saying? Like, so like all of what you said is so true, but some people can't see where to look 
for that validation of like, oh, my job does matter. Well, my that's work. what I'm saying is like yeah, show yeah. them how they're show them. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I guess what I'm saying is like as leaders, we can show them and speak to them about that and how we see their work. But until we can get them to see it for themselves, or not until that is the next, that is a portion that's really valuable. How do you get them to look for those things in the people that they serve around them, the people that they are working with, the thing like what you know, like what are the that to me is like where are those like aha moments for those. Well, who right. Are, well, are that's where I was it. going. Oh, like, my bad. Yeah, you Keep show going. them. You show them like <clears throat> that. It sounds simple to you know tell someone or show someone why their work matters. Yeah, it's a lot harder to actually do it. You no, know? for sure, and that's why. I think so many people have, it's really hard to articulate it too sometimes. Totally. You know, so it's not surprising that you would go to work and feel disconnected or mm -hmm. unengaged, even for people who are trying to do a really good job with this. It's just not, I mean, it's just not, it's not easy. Well, it just takes the, it's like those power, those moments happen every day. The work is busy especially at times it's extra busy, right? When it's slammed. And that's something that I think we as leaders and our, and I ask our team leaders and coordinators to do, which is try to find those moments to remind the team daily so that they can start practicing seeing it too. You know, like, and there's that whole, like, you got to slow down to be able to see things occasionally, but when you're slammed, you might just be busy and stressed out. But if your team leader or your coordinator on the other side of, doing like a thousand dollar hour comes back to you and is like yo we got just beat down but like i saw that moment when you do the thing and that's like you got a reaction you know or whatever the case may be there's kind of a million examples but i think that's the stuff that you reinforce over and over and over again and it is hard and it takes that's like the art of even just being able to see it in at all is tough but to be able to see it consistently and be able to like share that win with your team is so powerful so what are you doing to check in with your team and make sure that they know that they're like, make sure that they know when they're doing it right? Well, I, I asked, I asked them to kind of come back to me a lot of the times with experiences or I asked them, you know, like questions like we're adjust, uh, we adjusted somebody's quarterly goal. We'll talk about on Wednesday a little bit because it's like, hey, is it really fit? And this is not exactly that, but it is that. It's like, you need to get a certain little section of work dialed in in such a way so that you're free to do this whole other thing. And what's that going to actually look like? Because you being able free to experience this other portion of, of life is part of like that symbiotic relationship with work. And so if, if this little group of people or this person isn't able to take work off your plate, you're not going to be able to experience this whole thing as you should. And so what's it going to take between your relationships to get to that place? And that's, that's a long winded answer of one example. Then there's the other example of exactly what I told you, which is, <clears throat> you know, if, if a team leader is saying, I'm just having a hard time connecting them to, you know, the values and the work and this, that, and the other, that is sometimes my homework is okay. Well, your job now is to look for how they did something related to our values or our mission that is exemplary or awesome and remind them of that a few times this week when you see it happen. And if it's the other way around and an opportunity to teach, maybe same thing, like 
give them the opportunity to see through that process. So those are two things that recently I've talked about and that's check-ins and then they'll I'll ask them how it went and what's going on, you know, and that's, but that, that again, that's specific to an idea of reminding them and helping people to see like how our work makes a difference. That's not the whole picture. It's just part of it. Mm-hmm. You no, know? I don't know. What do you do? What do you do, bro? Um, I try to get as visual with it as I can. Yeah. So I'll, I'll use I'll use Wiser as a, as an example since mm-hmm. he's gonna he's gonna edit this podcast anyway. <laughs> so you heard you heard it here first. Wiser is an incredible designer. Mm-hmm. He makes things look really pretty and engaging, and he's got a good sense of what our aesthetic is. But one of the things that he can forget is the impact that it has on people and the overall contribution. So mm. he's prone to sometimes getting stuck in the mud overthinking stuff mm. because he just really wants it to go well. Um, so we have conversations with this on like a semi-regular basis. But the one that was the most fun for me was we're in the roastery and I said, you come next door. Let's go next door. Our mm-hmm. Swift Street Cafe is next door. So we walk over next door and we're standing in the cafe. I'm just like, what do you see? Oh, I see a lot of stuff. And I was like, well, let me tell you what I see. I see bags on the shelf. I see people buying them right now. You designed everything on that bag and it looks beautiful. I see a merch shelf full of things that you designed yourself. And I see people buying it every day. And I see us selling out of it all the time. I see the Mm. menu that you created that people are engaging with. And then we walk over to the espresso machine. I'm like, I see these cups that Mm -hmm. have this amazing logo that didn't exist until you created their updated logo. Right. And the font to go with it on the backside. We have these beautiful cat and cloud blue cups that are branded. Whereas before we were simply stamping cups old school mm-hmm. and just kind of giving a, a in real time list, tangible examples right. of like, this is you doing work that you're really good right. at. You cannot deny that you're, it. That you're killing, you're <clears throat> killing it at, but the even bigger part of it is like, cool. I get to see that my work is good. Every single person who's walking out of here with coffee is leaving with a Taking piece it. of your art. Yeah. Whether that's merch, whether that's a bag of coffee, whether that's a cup with our logo on it. Right. It's like you're creating things that people are bringing into their homes. They're mm-hmm. living on their counters. They're sitting in their cup holders. They're with them at their desk. Like this is incredible because mm-hmm. they could go anywhere for coffee and they're choosing to come here and engage with us because of the things that we as a team create. And you're a big part of that. Mm. And then the people in the cafe are a big part of that. The people at the roastery, like everybody has a part of that. And like that's where the whole comes together Mm -hmm. so as much as i can i'll try to give like these tangible examples and like visual like visualize it as much as possible yeah for sure um and you know that that's that's my favorite way to do it yeah so and then we'll we'll see like how do you do you like do you ever ask him like how now like how how are you going to articulate that wiser you know like you know, like, and make him speak to it a little bit. Almost as practice. Because that's kind of the thing that I'm like, that's the thing I'm like trying to work on, right? It's like, now now you do it. Like, if I can see it, cool, if I can see it. Like, to my point earlier, like, <clears throat> what, you know, if we're using Wiser, hey, Wiser, 
and I'm not talking to you, <laughs> even though you listen to this, <laughs> but, but sort of, right? Like, so I can see it. What's going to help you start seeing it? You know, like what, you know, like where, what's, what's your wiser homework to be like, tell, tell me about the shit, you know, like, no, I'm not asking and saying that like you should be doing yeah, that, but you no. know what I'm saying? Like for my team, I'm like, you know, you have, to, I need you to see this too. I need you to start seeing this and being able to speak to it as well for others. And I know wiser in that department is the three of you. So I'm, I'm like, I need that to happen. And now Herman, cause Herman's running retail, shout out Herman, but he needs that team to really get super vocal about it well i too. think yeah and i think the way to get vocal about it is so there's two things that need to happen right there's there's you you can show someone what good looks like sure and you can show them the impact of what that is yeah and then well you can you can make that a routine yeah so for in sure. our work review like we're trying to really catch people doing things mm -hmm, right fair. as well as looking at what's going wrong and it's a good thing yeah. i try to mix both even if one is skewed more you know, it's like, so something as simple as writing copy for the company, because mm -hmm. I think copy is really important. The written word, like people are reading Super what you're important. putting out there. Yeah. You're kind of speaking. I don't think it's easy. Not through yeah. the lens of any one person, but through the lens of this organization, which right. can feel like this nebulous thing, but it shouldn't. So, so you know, uh, Kira is writing a lot of our copy and we're digging into everything and I'm trying to find examples of her doing it well and mm -hmm. then examples of when it needs to be updated and... Sure. You know, painting the picture is one thing, but at some point, the person doing the thing, once they know what it looks like, has to decide that they can do that well. Mm -hmm. They have to say like, okay, I have good examples and bad examples. I now have enough information to go out there and make it, and make it happen. Mm -hmm. um, For sure. So... With our team's really small, your team's a lot a lot bigger. So it's like it's really more about in my case, getting people to trust themselves mm -hmm. because they already the work is more obvious, I think. That makes sense. It's for so sure. very obvious. Like you <laughs> cannot deny, like when I did that exercise with Wiser, when we go into the cafe, right. it's plain as day. <laughs> yeah. All this shit is fucking beautiful and people are buying it. Yeah. That is, that is, you know. Two metrics for you right there. And like it, it's, we can have a debate about this part, but I would bet just huge swaths of money that having all these beautiful things in the cafe adds to the texture and richness of the experience in the cafe. You yeah. know, if you strip the merch shelves down and put in a shitty coffee bag totally. and all these things, like it adds up. It's like those little things that you're talking about mm -hmm. earlier that like people don't immediately notice them on their own, but they all help create this feel. Mm -hmm. So it's, that's not really up for debate. It's mm -hmm. not up for debate of whether you know what it looks like, whether you know how to do it. Like right. the only thing up for debate is, will you choose to do it again? Will you choose to focus on it and push forward in doing the next design? Mm -hmm. well, are you going? Are you going to <clears> own that? And I think... In the same way that when I would, you know, so let's rewind the clock when I used to do a lot of barista training because that was kind of my my previous life. Like, yeah. The biggest challenge when you're doing new barista training, the biggest metric of success isn't how much anybody learned. It's not whether they learned how to steam milk well. It's not whether they learned how to pour latte art well. It's not whether they learned how to extract espresso perfectly. Mm -hmm. The number one primary metric is 
It's like, are they feeling confident coming out of that? Do mm. they leave that room feeling like they're on the right path, feeling right. like they know more than when they went in and whatever little tidbit you taught them, they felt like they could own it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everything else comes later, but th- you're helping them make a decision that says like, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Like I can be a barista. I can, I can texture really good milk. I can pull a really good espresso. And maybe they're only two out of like 20% of the way there. Sure. That doesn't fucking matter. All that matters is that they feel excited to do it again. Right. And they feel like empowered, like they're owning what they're doing. Yeah. And that is, I mean, you do that doing all of those things. Like you can, you can you paint a uh, a smaller picture of them than the reality is just kind of like we we're talking about the mm-hmm. menus earlier you're not like here's coffee it's fucking crazy bro <laughs> like you're never gonna learn it all yeah you can set the stage like coffee's really interesting there's so many paths to explore and the coolest thing about coffee is that once you get into it there's like a never-ending wormhole that you can go down yeah. if you show so choose so it's like you're never going to be bored and mm-hmm. that's really rad here are the first five things you need to know about coffee to feel comfortable serving sure. it, connect with the guests, and make people super stoked. Yeah. And like, this, like you master this, like, like if master you do that and get them excited about it, it's the excitement and the energy that makes them want to learn more. Yeah. They're in charge of their own learning mm-hmm. more. It's almost, I heard this great analogy, which is like, okay, baseball mm-hmm. or football, pick any sport. Whatever it is. Like, how do you get people excited about sports? You don't have them read a book about basketball saying, like, here are all the rules of basketball. Here's what out of bounds is. Here's what this is. Here's what the. No, you take them to a fucking game. Mm. You take them to a game and they're at the game and they're like, this is sick. Yeah. Like, I don't know anything about this, but now I want to. Now there's energy. Like, how does this work? Wait, who's that player? Wait, what's that? Like, that, what's double dribble? Like, how does this work? What's over? Like, all of these things. Like, like you don't you don't tell them that it's good like you show them like yeah. you have them experience the thing and i think it's like that across all of the things like the things that we can experience and feel in our gut that connects with us in a way that's deeper than like we can ever write a manual or you can ever give mm-hmm. a list or you, so it's all about excitement it's all about excitement yeah. and passion like how Absolutely. do you how do you connect it you're looking for the twinkle in their eyes so that's like that's 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 how I try to approach things. And yeah. like, everyone's excited about something. <clears throat> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no one's completely just, Bleh. like, everyone's excited about yeah. something. And it's so cool when you can find that thing that connects it for them. I mean, I think specialty coffee is a, especially, yeah, in the retail experience of specialty coffee, there's, in all the places really, but there's a place for someone's excitement. Find the twinkle. Find the twinkle. Hey everyone, that's the podcast for the week. Thanks so much for listening. If you heard something that inspired you, let us know or tell a friend. These are the types of connections that are the most important to us and that we seek to create every day. If there's something you heard and you want to know more about, send us an email to podcast at catandcloud.com or head to our website, catandcloud.com slash podcast and let us know. While you're on our site, check out everything we have to offer. Dive deep into one of our single origin coffees or pick up a little treat for yourself. We have something for everyone, so check it out. Also, find us in the usual places, YouTube, Instagram. We're always there sharing amazing things. All right, that's it. Thanks, everyone, for being awesome. We'll be back next week.